Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 9th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying Doctrine and Covenants sections 115 to 120. I cannot believe how close we are getting to finishing the Doctrine and Covenants. This year has just flown by and I am so excited to continue to study the Doctrine and Covenants and to finish out this year with you, starting with next week's section, of course. So let's finish up this week by continuing on in Doctrine and Covenants section 113. Remember, these are kind of question and answers about Isaiah and what different things mean. Starting in verse 7, it says, What is meant by the command in Isaiah, 52nd chapter, first verse, which saith, Put on thy strength, O Zion. And what people had Isaiah referenced to? First of all, I think we should just take a second and appreciate the level of scripture study that Elias Higby was on. Most of us would read those words and be like, okay, I don't get it, but whatever, let's move on. But these were words that Elias didn't understand, and so he continued to ponder and continued to think and eventually approached the prophet with these questions. I love this level of study that we see here, and I found in my life that as I read the scriptures and I look for questions and then I study those questions out and I seek those answers, it makes the scriptures come alive and become a lot more meaningful to me. I don't do it as often as I should in Isaiah, even though I love Isaiah. And so I really appreciate Elias Higby and his just level of devotion to the scriptures and to understanding. Now let's take a look at the answer. Again, the question, what is meant when it says, put on thy strength, O Zion, and what people had Isaiah reference to. Verse 8 says, he had reference to those whom God should call in the last days, who should hold the power of the priesthood to bring again Zion and the redemption of Israel. And to put on her strength is to put on the authority of the priesthood, which she, Zion, has a right to by lineage, also to return to that power which she had lost. Wow, that there's just so much to unpack in there. But first of all, let's just kind of break it down. When Isaiah says, put on thy strength, O Zion, the answer here is that strength is the power of the priesthood. Now, what I love here is it doesn't say the ordination of the priesthood or the office of the priesthood. It says the power of the priesthood. It wasn't enough in these last days for the priesthood to be restored, but for there to be no power behind that priesthood. Here the Lord is saying, if we are to put on our strength, if we are to strengthen Zion and her people, there has to be power in the priesthood, not just ordination of the priesthood, not just offices in the priesthood, but power in the priesthood. Now, before we women check out and say, oh, well, this is all about priesthood power, and living righteously and being worthy of that priesthood power, which it is. I'm not taking away from that. That is important. And a very real aspect of the priesthood is the righteousness of the priesthood holder. In fact, Elder Rasband once said, real priesthood power, the power to act in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, can only come through righteous living. But there is a difference between priesthood power and power in the priesthood. Power in the priesthood is not a blessing specifically designated or held in reserve for the men of the church. Power in the priesthood comes to all who live worthy and who obtain ordinances and covenants through 
the priesthood. And that is exactly why our Father in Heaven brought forth a rod from the stump of Jesse, brought forth a living branch from that which had been cut off. The apostasy was real. It happened. The priesthood was gone. It was not on the earth. But our Father in Heaven brought forth new life out of that same branch that existed in the meridian of time. That same priesthood is on the earth today in a living, real form. And the reason why he did that was to bring his children back to him because he understood that we would need power in the priesthood to return to him again. I know I quote from this over and over and over again, but it goes right back to the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants section 84, verses 19 and 20. And this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the keys of the knowledge of God. Therefore, in the ordinances thereof, meaning the ordinances of the greater priesthood, the power of godliness is manifest. It's through the priesthood, through the ordinances of the priesthood, that we obtain the power to become more like God. All of this is done so that we can return to God again, knowing him and having him know us because we have become more like him. My friends, is the priesthood doing that for you in your life? Is the sacrament, when we partake of it on Sundays, doing that for you? Is it bringing the power of godliness into your life? When we go to the temple and participate in the ordinances there, is the power of godliness coming into your life? Do you leave the temple having greater power in the priesthood. I hope so, because that's why our Father in Heaven blessed us with it. That is why our Father in Heaven restored the church in the latter days. That is why he brought this new rod out of a cut-off stump, so that through the priesthood, he could perform his work and his glory and could bring us immortality and eternal life. But not just for us, our Father in Heaven didn't restore the church only for members of the church. He restored the church for all mankind. In fact, we see that in verse 8 where it says, Who should hold the power of the priesthood to bring again Zion and the redemption of Israel. The power of the priesthood, the purpose of the priesthood, is to gather in all of God's children, to bring everyone to Zion, and to redeem all of God's children. That is the great gathering of Israel that is happening today, that President Nelson talks so much about. He speaks so much about it because he understands that is the point. That is why you and I are here. That is why we have been gifted with a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the latter days. That is why we know what we know, so that we can share what we know and bring his other kids safely home to him. President Nelson once said, there must come, as part of that restoration, the long-awaited gathering of scattered Israel. It is a necessary prelude to the second coming of the Lord. The coming forth of the Book of Mormon is a sign to the entire world that the Lord has commenced to gather Israel and fulfill covenants he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We not only teach this doctrine, but we participate in it. We do so as we help to gather the elect of the Lord on both sides of the veil. And then he goes on to say that the Book of Mormon is central to this work. 
I absolutely love the role that the Book of Mormon is to play in the gathering. In our state conference a couple weeks ago, the president of our mission came and he talked about the story of the apostles when they were fishing after the Lord's death and how they hadn't caught anything. And then they see someone who tells them to put their net on the other side and it gets so full that they can barely bring it in. He compared that net to the Book of Mormon. He said that the Book of Mormon has all the strength and all the power to gather God's children to the church. President Nelson also said, anytime you do anything that helps anyone on either side of the veil, take a step towards making covenants with God and receiving their essential baptism and temple ordinances, you are helping gather Israel. My friends, I feel like sometimes we make the gathering of Israel too complicated. We feel like we have to leave home for a year or 18 months or two years to serve a mission and to bring people to him. And we say, yeah, we know, I remember a missionary, but we overcomplicate what that looks like. Anytime you do anything that helps anyone come even one step closer to covenants, we are gathering Israel. I challenge you to think today, what is one simple thing that you can do or add into your life to help God gather his children and to bring to pass his great and glorious work? Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.